This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll One day was simply walking with a friend on his way to the mikveh, and he hears a heavenly voice that says, Anyone who is willing to come help Reb Shmelke of Nikolsburg from the bitter opposition of the Misnagdim in his town will be rewarded with a special reward in the world to come. And Rebbe Elimelech turned to his friend who was walking with him. He said, Did you hear that? And the friend says, Hear what? And Rabbi Elimelech, assuming that he was the only one that heard the voice from heaven, he understood it was a sign for him to go and help Reb Shmuel Shmelke of Nikolsburg. And so after going to the mikveh, Rabbi Elimelech made his way over to Nikolsburg, where Reb Shmelke was the rabbi. And Reb Shmelke was very happy to see his old friend, Rabbi Elimelech, and says, Shalom Aleichem, what are you doing here? And Rabbi Elimelech says, you know, I just felt like maybe you needed a visit. And Reb Shmelke says, oh, you have no idea. Since I became the rabbi here, everyone in the congregation gives me such a hard time. They don't listen to me. They make fun of me. No matter what I say to them, they're not able to hear me. It's making my life so hard. I keep asking Hashem, please Hashem, you gotta help me. Maybe you have a suggestion. So Rabbi Melech said, well, you know, I could try talking to the congregation. Maybe they'll listen to my words as opposed to yours. And Reb Shmelke says, yeah, great idea. I'm happy to have any help I can get. So they put up an announcement that there's a new rabbi in town, Rabbi Elimelech of the Jenks, and he's here to speak to the congregation. And these were God-fearing people. They wanted to grow as Jews, so they heard, oh, there's a new rabbi in town. Maybe we'll come listen to him. And the whole shul is packed from wall to wall with the entire congregation. And Rabbi Elimelech, he walks up to the bima, gives a little pound on the stender, and then starts to explain to them how all kinds of transgressions that are forbidden by the Torah are actually permitted. And he goes one by one, explaining that you thought you weren't allowed to do this. Well, let me explain to you why actually halachically you are. And he brings these ingenious, hair-splitting explanations, justifying all kinds of things, even how some animals that are not kosher might actually be kosher. And everybody stood there in awe, listening to this rabbi explaining things that they thought were completely forbidden. And when Rabbi Elimelech finished, he said, But before you go out and transgress, make sure you come back tomorrow for the second part of this talk. And so, since everybody was so fascinated by Rabbi Elimelech's first speech, they came back the second day. One by one, Rabbi Elimelech started explaining to them that not only was everything that he had said yesterday forbidden, but everything was explicitly prohibited by the Torah. And you couldn't even transgress it in the slightest bit. <gasps> and everybody was completely shocked. Because in their minds, they had thought that they could do things that weren't allowed. And now Rebbe Elimelech had convinced them that they weren't actually listening properly. And because his words came from the heart, they entered the hearts of the people in the congregation. And one by one, everybody there started looking at one another and saying, Ah, oh, how could we have treated Reb Shmelke, our rabbi, like this? Look at what Rabbi Elimelech taught us. We treated him with such disrespect, and we didn't even notice what we were doing. And one by one, the congregation walks out of the shul, and they go to the home of Reb Shmelke, their rabbi. 
They say to him, Rabbi, please forgive us. We didn't realize what we were doing and how we were treating you. Please, Rabbi, forgive us. We won't do it again. And Reb Shmelki was shocked at this turn in the congregation. He looks at Rebbe Elimelech, who just had a big smile on his face. And Rebbe Elimelech says, well, it, apparently it seems like me coming here made a difference. So I'm happy to help my friend. And he gave him a pat on the back and went about his way. And as Rebbe Elimelech is walking back to Lejanks, not so long after he's out of Nicholsburg, he hears a voice from heaven again. And it says, Because you helped Reb Shmelki, you will be given the power to bless one person within the next 24 hours. Rebbe Elimelech was very excited. What an honor, what a schut, a merit, to be able to bless somebody with the power of heaven. But he walked for hours and hours and didn't see a single soul. And Rebbe Elimelech says to Hashem, You know, Hashem, I don't understand you. You give me this incredible gift to bless someone, but you don't give me anyone to bless. I haven't met a single Jew the whole time. Send me a Jew so I can bless them. And as soon as he finished his prayer, he sees a woman walking in the fields. She's clearly Jewish. And Rebbe Elimelech, he runs over to her. This poor woman was shocked to see this rabbi coming towards her and running like in a panic. And she says, what, what happened, Rabbi? Why are you here? What, what's going on? He said, it's okay, my dear woman. It's okay. Please, tell me, what are you doing here in the field? So she said, oh, my husband and I were very poor. We've been poor for so many years, and I don't have any choice to have to come all this way to buy some produce and bring it back to our town. And then my husband and I spend a few weeks selling it, and then I schlep back over here and buy it again. And that's how we make a living. Just barely. Not even that. But what are you going to do? So Rebbe Elimelech, said, My good woman, I want to give you a bracha. She said, Sure, Rabbi, I'll take any bracha you're going to give. He said, May Hashem bless you with enormous wealth, and that you'll be able to not only help yourselves, but help your whole community, and help Jews from all around the world with whatever they need. And remember, you're getting this bracha from Hashem. Don't let it go to your head. The money is for helping your fellow Jews. And she looks at the rabbi, and she says, Amen, Rabbi. May it be so. Thank you for running over and giving me a bracha. I really appreciate it. And Rebbe Elimelech, he feels relieved. And he goes about his way. And this woman, she thinks, oh, you know, it's cute. This crazy rabbi comes running out of nowhere and wants to bless me. You know, could be worse. Anyhow, the woman goes back home with her potatoes and onions and whatever else she had bought to sell. And very quickly, they're able to sell them for a very high profit. And her husband looks at his wife and says, you know, isn't this strange? We were never able to sell these things for so much money before. What's going on? She said, I don't know. So she goes back and she buys onions and potatoes, but this time she also buys some cloth because she had more money. And she buys some pots and pans, brings them back. And within a day, they sell them all. And there's such demand for it, they're able to sell everything at a very high price. So they buy a little wagon. She goes back and buys more stuff. Before you know it, they're making more and more money. Within a short amount of time, they became extremely wealthy. They had a business where people were buying products from all around and reselling them all over the place. They opened store after store. They moved to another city. And they moved into an enormous house. And they decided, without a doubt, that this has to be from the blessing of that strange rabbi that came to meet the wife when she was in the field. And the wife says to her husband, you know, for sure it was Eliyahu Navi. For sure it was Elijah the prophet who came down from heaven to bless us. And so they followed the instructions of Eliyahu Navi, and they gave permission to the servants in the house that anyone who came to the door, they would be given one gold coin, no matter who they were. 
But anything beyond that, they had to ask the master of the house. And so there were lines of people coming to collect money from this family, and they were always able to support whoever needed help with whatever amount of money it was. And every time they seemed to get down to the bottom of the money that they had, miraculously, Hashem brought more money to them. They never ran out of money no matter how much they gave away, and they gave very generously. And many years later, Rebeli Melech and his brother, Reb Zushe, they were on the road collecting tzedakah for ransoming captive Jews. And they heard that in a certain town, there was a very generous husband and wife who would give anybody money. All they had to do was come and ask. And so they get there and they get in line. When they get to the front of the line, the servant says, yes, what do you need? They say, we're looking for a large sum of money for ransoming Jews. And he said, well, I'm permitted to give you one gold coin. If you want anything more than that, you're going to have to speak to the master of the house. So they said, sure, no problem. We'll wait for the master of the house. And so they were taken up to the master's room. And the merchant and his wife came out. And as soon as she looked at Rebbe Elimelech, she passed out on the spot. And when she came to, she was white from fear. And her husband said, what's going on? And she said, do you know who this man is? This is Eliyahu Navi. He's the one who blessed me all those years ago. And now for sure he's come here to take the wealth away from us. Rebbe Elimelech, he said, my dear woman, please, first of all, I'm not Eliyahu Navi. My name is Elimelech. And this is my brother Zusha, and we're simply collecting tzedakah for our fellow Jews. She said, but aren't you the rabbi that gave me a bracha? Isn't it because of you that we have all this wealth? He said, yes, I was given the power to bless somebody. I had 24 hours to give a bracha, and you were the first Jew that I saw. So obviously that blessing was meant for you, but the blessing didn't come from me. The blessing came from Hashem. And obviously you're doing what I told you by being generous with your fellow Jews. You have nothing to worry about. So the husband says, well, how much money do you need? And they said they need 500 gold coins. And right away, the husband says, I'll be back in a second. He goes and collects 500 gold coins and brings them back. He counts them out on the table and slides it to the rabbis. He said, here you go. And if you need more, come back, we'll give you more. So Rebbe Elimelech looks at Reb and the two of them count 250 gold coins and slide them back to the merchant and his wife. They say, why? You need 500 gold coins? We gave you 500 gold coins. Why are you giving back 250? They said, ah, you don't understand. All the money is from Hashem, not from you. We wanted you to participate in the mitzvah. So we came here to collect from you. But just like it's a great mitzvah for you, it's also a great mitzvah for other Jews to participate in helping their fellow Jews. If we take all the money from you, then we're not giving them a chance to participate as well. And so they bid farewell to the wealthy couple. They blessed them that with God's help, they should continue to be wealthy and generous and went about collecting the rest of the money to free those Jews from debtor's prison where they were being held and give other Jews the merit, the schut, of participating in the great mitzvah of helping their fellow Jew. I've got one more short story for you. One year, there was a severe drought in Rizhen, where the Rebbe, Rabbi Yisrael, lived. And so a group of very simple, unlearned Jews came to the great Rizhen Rebbe. And they said, Rebbe, give us a bracha that it's going to rain. The Rebbe said, but the Torah says, if you walk in the ways of my statutes, I will give you your rains in their season. So if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, 
then Hashem is not giving the rain. So everybody's got to look inside themselves and see what are they doing wrong. And as a result, if you do tshuva, Hashem will give you the rain. You don't need my bracha for that. But one of the Jews that were there, he said, Rebbe, what's all this fancy talk about what it says in the Torah? Torah, yes. Torah, no. It doesn't really matter, Rebbe. We need it to rain. We need water. When he heard this, the great tzaddik, he was silent. He got up and walked away and went into his study. But one of the other peasants, who had more faith, ran after the Rebbe and he said, Rebbe, doesn't it say in the Torah, Leman en asenu hayalech betoratim lo? In order that I may put them to a test as to whether they're going to follow my Torah or not? And the Rebbe says, Yes, but what do you think it means? And since this Jew was simple and didn't really know much Torah, he said, Anasenu means, I will raise up my banner. Like we say in Shmona which means raise a banner to signal that all the Jews should return to the land of Israel. But this Jew was so simple, he didn't understand that this is what it meant. And so the simple Jew says to the Rebbe, anyone with a brain in his head knows that what it means is that I will raise up the Jews like a banner, whether they follow my Torah or not. And the tzaddik was so moved by the interpretation of the simple Jew that he said, because of your faith, and your simple faith in Hashem, may Hashem bless you, that your prayers be answered, and the rain come in its time. And when the Jews got back to their fields, they saw that indeed it had started raining. And when the community was discussing why did Hashem cause it to rain, then and not before, they weren't sure if it was because of the blessing of the great tzaddik, or the simple faith of the peasant, who no matter what, knew that Hashem had to help them. I want to thank all the listeners of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to share this with your friends. Leave a review wherever you listen. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook. That's the easiest way. Just send me a message. I see them all. My name is Barack Holman, B-A-R-A-K-H-U-L-L-M-A-N. I'd love to hear from you.